up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. What's up? And to my left, Zachary Parks. Yo. Team Chat Podcast, in case you didn't know, is a video game podcast where we talk about games, obviously. The ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in Duh. between. Duh. <laughs> It's in the name. No, it's not actually. It's really not. It's not. It could be like. So a, I gotta say, it's a video game podcast do. where we talk about games. Team chat could be a lot of different things. <laughs> it could. You know, we need to wrap that up in their branding a little it's, bit. I better. feel like it's a corporate thing. Like we're gonna corporate. use our team chat at to uh, get this project done immediately. You know yeah. what I mean? This is the Slack podcast. No, it's not. It's not. Let's not confuse it. But we do that through top three lists, reviews, general discussion, debates, and guests every once in a while. We also so if you would like to get in contact with them anyway to give us a you know general feedback a question possibly a topic for an episode suggestion something like that we will take you it. can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail following us on Twitter and liking us on Facebook at Team Chat Podcast, respectively you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch each episode in video format it's a little bit more interactive than just hearing our voices. You can see our beautiful faces as well. It's mm. a lot of fun. Recommend you check it out. <laughs> you can also support the show by going to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, where if you feel like giving us a little bit of money, you can do just that for, and w- so that we can continue making this podcast and make it bigger and better as time goes on. Even if you don't, that's totally fine. Cause we'll still keep making it and making it bigger and better as time goes on. Cause we love doing this and we love making this podcast and living to you each and every week. The team chat promise together. Now the team chat, Guaranteed. Damn it, Mogan. You missed it. You didn't oh, say Mogan sorry. Mogan was just like She's zoning out man. for that she whole thing. No, I was definitely listening. I appreciate that you picked up on what it. What I like is if people email us questions or topic ideas, we'll probably do them. Right? Yeah. We're not big and famous. And you won't get lost Yet. in, the, in the, yeah, yeah, the tidal wave yeah. of emails. I know that we get, like, we, we see it in Any read. reasonable topic. Every email. <laughs> you know, Even nothing, the non reasonable yeah. topic. Even like a truth or dare sort of stuff. <laughs> truth, you know, or truth or dare. <laughs> We do have to catch up on our song contest because we do have a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner or Taco Bell dinner. Like we, we just got enjoyed. A winner. Oh, yeah, we did have Taco Bell like seven seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was delicious because we tried to win ourselves a, a, heads, a, a PSVR set. But we uh, unfortunately, we lost in both the contest and in life. Because yeah. we had to eat a big box of Taco Bell. Yeah, bittersweet taste of disappointment. <laughs> All the way around. Mostly bitter. But. So last week, the song, the or <clears throat> not even last week, it might have been a couple of episodes ago now, I forget which, which one it is. But anyway, the song was picked by Andrew Mogan, Bro Mogan, and he selected the hint of, if you want to hear the song, pick X instead of zero. I'm really happy that I was actually able to remember right now, because I didn't have it written down. Yeah. Front. yeah. <laughs> and so the game that it's from is Mega Sonic. Man X4. Not Sonic. Not Sonic, as I Zach guess. tried to I guess. I am going to guess Sonic every time. <laughs> Maybe you'll be lucky one time. Yeah. And Eventually it's going to be from Sonic. Someone's going to feel bad for me. I will like, pick the next da, song da, as da, Sonic. Da, 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 da. And the winner of that song, of that, wait, I, sidebar, did we do this already? Yeah, we did the Mega Man one already. I thought you were going to do his other one. What was his other I'm one? I'm completely Oh, the off. rhyming one. Yeah. The hit was it rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I Jesus. thought you were going yeah. with that. So okay. you kind of threw me. I was like, where is he Okay, going with I this? got into that. I, I thought, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Everyone, bring this back on track. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Brandon picked, and he won. Brandon, our good friend, Brandon Weaver, he won that song contest, the Mega Man X4 co- contest. So he gets to pick the song for this time, for this week. So stick around. Hold up. I don't think the audience is going to be surprised by our unprofessionalism here. I know, but <laughs> I, I am, like, I am lost in my own head right no, now. Basically, I don't know, bro, I don't know what's say, going on. The timeline was all messed <laughs> up, and Andrew won twice in a row. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, Brandon guessed one correctly, too. Right. So based on backlog, Bro Mogan got two in a row. Yeah. Right. This episode, we'll be reading Brandon's hint and playing his song. So this episode, what we actually should be doing is announcing the winner of the other one. Of... Bro Mogan's yes. other Which is, one. The hint was it rhymes. Yes. Right? Got it. Okay. Yeah, there we Thank go. you. <laughs> so here we go. The hint given to us by Bro Mogan, his second hint, was take up your sword and follow the guiding light to retrieve what was stolen by the queen of the night. If you get stuck, just take your time and think of a game in which everything rhymes. So obvious. Excellent Sonic. Hint. So no, obvious. definitely not Sonic. The correct answer is Child of Light, Pilgrims on a Long Journey. Correctly guessed by Michael Sandoval. 
So I've never heard that name before. He's a new fan. Whoa. That's what I was asking That's you guys. Amazing. And you made new all these weird allusions to something. Right I was like, what are you guys talking I was about? Taco Bell, Mogan. You can't <laughs> Came right out of the gate. Doing that. Won the contest. All right. Snatched, snatched victory from the other guesses, which we had. Uh, <laughs> Bro Mogan came in with Danky Kang. Sanic. I think he's being funny. Princess Zoroldo. <laughs> yep. Zoroldo. Zach right. says, one of the many Zelda games I have not played. That's not a... That's not a. That's answer. not a strong enough answer. I need concrete titles. Any game ever? <laughs> Surely in that realm, it, it exists. Perhaps a Nintendo game. Perhaps any of them. A game. Yep. A video of sort of game of sorts. All right. So congratulations. And so Michael's us, gonna be picking. Yeah. Yep. Michael's gonna be us. picking. So send us a message on Facebook or or to email or to email with your song choice. Got to be and or yeah. I guess it could be Facebook message, but not publicly. Yeah, not publicly. Don't tell us publicly, or else <laughs> then that defeats the whole purpose. So send us an email with your song pick and a hint to go along with it, and we will use it in a future episode. And now stick around for the end of this episode when Brandon, who correctly guessed last week. <laughs> Gives a hint in his song. Right. Yeah. So now I've got it. We can move on now to the rest of this episode, which is we wanted to talk about role models in video games. A very important topic. Yes. Who do you? So this is technically Mogan's idea. Should have been episode number one. Yeah. So <laughs> what were we thinking? Video Best games, games are, of all time. Good. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. And actually, that's kind of part of the discussion. So part of it isn't just... So So it's like, that's the why we're talking about. It's like, well, you could argue that there may be some role models in games, but as a whole, do we think that video gaming is a medium that's primarily geared toward that kind of presentation? Mm. Should you be choosing your role models for Exactly. So mm. something that... Um, mm. One of the very first ones that I think of is Lara Croft. Duh. Because I love Lara Croft. We've been a Tomb Raider family for a long, long, long time. Mm -hmm, My mm -hmm. own mom loves Lara Croft. We're always like, yeah, Lara, she's such a badass. And a lot of the um, more recent iterations with Tomb Raider 2012, uh, in particular, Tomb Raider 2012 was obviously a big revival of the series, and it established Lara Croft as a more defined character and how she grew to be what she is in obviously the older games mm -hmm. where she's an older woman. She's already been around. She's been around the world, killed a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And a big part of the argument is, yeah, she's really resourceful. She can take care of herself. She, she doesn't back down from a fight. She goes right into the fight, in fact. But you really do start off in a place of vulnerability. You're injured. You don't know shit. And so it's like, yeah, I can identify with that, Laura. In about the space of one to two levels, she goes from perfectly normal but still very capable archaeologist to mass murderer and it's like is that what makes a role model but because even though it's in self-defense yeah. she still kills literally everyone in brutal ways she can pickaxe a guy's skull open That's she awesome can too. shoot you in the face with a shotgun sure. she can set you on fire with flaming arrows or Hell blow yeah. up the uh, the oil drums behind I you don't see and it's wrong. like yeah, so is either. that, I that, bad. Is that her something one that's list. conducive to a role model in the traditional way that most people would know it right because it is like she's going on these adventures for her own personal gain of finding this tomb treasure or learning the knowledge about this ancient race Along the way, she gets attacked, and but then she also has no problem in dispatching the people. Yeah, so it's like she struggles with it at first, but that at first is maybe... And we're talking ten, about the most recent, the seconds. Crystal Dynamics yeah, remake yeah, yeah, of the, the, first one. the Tomb Raider. 2012. Yeah. So the most recent one, Great game, and it's, by the way. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. And actually, I've got some moment with Mogan stuff about it coming up later. Ooh. But um, so yeah, so the question is, is that something that you're on board with is mass murderer a a the same, well the same could very much i mean of role I, modeling to some degree i feel like that's maybe taking it like i don't know when i play it i don't think about that but it is a good point like as it's far a as good just point like when you think about it a little further murder. she doesn't represent that what but you're still kind of slaughtering people right of course left. and so is like uma thurman and kill bill yeah however some people would argue that that's a really empowering character for women and i think yeah you're talking about Laura Croft in the, the exact same way. In the same way, because there's a lot of men in video games that do that, and no one's going to be like, Drake. "That's courageous." You know? <laughs> but you know, the fact that Laura Croft is a woman, it's like, wow, this actually is this a nice representation of a powerful woman that's doing things that men do, and 
not like a crazy, not in like too much of a feminist approach, just as a person, you know, as a person that's powerful and capable, as capable as a male protagonist in any medium that's, you know, deemed entertainment. I would, and I would say yes. From, I mean, I would say yes. I would argue that, yes, she is a role model to me, but I'm not sure that she is in the broader perspective. And at least as far as male and female goes, I would kind of argue the same thing for the majority of other commonly known male protagonists. Mm. I mean, really, the argument that I'm trying to make is a lot of the especially big box games, not right. necessarily a lot of the smaller indie games, most big box games, the goal is primarily killing. I can't think of many where... Or it's a, maybe not the goal, but like a major aspect it, of it. It's a major aspect of the vast majority of games. Yeah. So the real question is, should we be pulling role models from these games? Because, for example, Master Chief. Master he's Chief. awesome. Yeah, he, could, he, could easily, Chief. he could easily be a role model to plenty of people. Sure. Or even a Corvo from Dishonored. He could be a role model. Yeah. But then you have this other aspect of you decapitate people in Dishonored and you go around and just brutally murder people as a fun but aspect now, see, of the game. But see, here's another added twist into this. That So this is kind of encompassing a couple different discussions then, in a way. Is that too that? But in a game like, um, like Dishonored, that's up to the player's choice. See, it kind of is. So the question is: Are you going to play it that way, or are you going to be the kind of person that goes around and murders right and left? And if it's left up to you, then. I mean, how do you really create a role model out of Corvo when it's just you and your decisions? Yeah. Yeah, that's like you. Yeah, yeah, you become him. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so I, he is you, and you are your <laughs> own role model. Uh, backing up, though, I don't think the violence for me, at least, and I'm not speak. I don't want to speak in like a general term for the population that plays video games. For instance, with Master Chief, I never saw the violence as um, something that we wanted to do. <laughs> and I say we, as in me and Master Chief. <laughs> I felt like. It was, <laughs> Well, we it's, did it's, this. A little, it's a little different. <laughs> well, it's like, listen, they're attacking us. I don't know what what, what yeah. the violence represented for me was courageous and taking action and moving forward and being a leader and giving hope to everybody else. And, you know, right. and, like we live in a dangerous, violent world. Gotcha. You know, at some level, we can't just, and this is also entertainment too, at some level, we can't just be studying in a video game to have a good career one day. That'd be a great role model. But that would be such a boring game. You yeah. know what I mean? Actually, one of the developers for Tomb Raider made that exact point. They were like, well, we kind of get that a lot of players thought it was weird for Laura to have such a huge jump from not being, obviously never having murdered anyone, to murdering people right, right and left really every five seconds. And they were like, but the argument he was making was, the thing is, people, when you get a gun in a game, you want to use it. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. well, he's not wrong. So mm -hmm. the real, uh, the, what I'm trying to say is, is video gaming conducive right. to, to the to type of role model creation and should we be pulling them from there? And if so, which ones would you choose? Right. So right. for you, it's obviously Master Chief. Master Chief's totally, totally up there. He wasn't one I was going to start out talking with, uh, but Master Chief, yes, he... So there's a commercial that came out in 2008, but w just a couple months, I think, before Halo 3 was initially released. They mm -hmm. aired it. It's a, it's like one of the more famous Halo 3 commercials. They aired it on Monday Night Football. <laughs> and I'll never forget. America. <laughs> what? America. America. Halo and football. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> more, Xbox, what more Patreon thing could you go. want? Made in America. <laughs> um, they aired this commercial. And so it's going to be a little abstract, but it meant a lot to me. So I was like, I was like, oh my god, I gotta stay up. I gotta watch. I, I don't care about football. I was like, I'll watch football. Oh, so you knew either. in advance that the commercial yes, was going to be. Yes, I knew in advance. Okay. I, you know, I used to visit Bungie website every day. I was like, what are they up to? Oh, it's great. Oh, to what a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be a kid. Um, and the, so the commercial reads. So it's the two kids. Do you guys know this one? Two kids talking in the grass, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I remember that one. Back or something like that. Yeah, and it's a great commercial. Oh my god. And so then it switches to. Not present day, but like Master Chief Day, and he Master Chief puts on his helmet, and it's like a war going around on around him. He's like just got out of like a flipped warthog, so it's just chaos everywhere on this beach, and uh, and there's these the audio's great too. It's like these Marines are like, we need evac, you know, like what's going on, like you know, just everyone's scared. I mean, that's important though. Everyone's scared. Everyone doesn't. It sounds like just everyone's losing. Right. Chief puts on his helmet, picks up his gun. 
doesn't use it. He puts it behind him, right? He puts it on his back. Yeah, is, I, I'm going to dissect this a little bit. This is actually really <laughs> interesting. So he doesn't use his gun, puts it on his back. And that's, by the way, that's when they introduced uh, that your weapon will go onto your back like that. And yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> so it's like magnetized. New feature. Yeah, new feature. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, and someone says over the intercom into like Master Chief's ear, like just the general airwaves, like um, nothing's, or they're, uh, they're they're already here. They already made it, or something like that. It's something yeah. like, and Chief goes, "Not yet." And the way he says "not yet" is like for me gave gave me like goosebumps. I was yeah. like, "Dude, what <laughs> this like whole representation of like role models and it really honestly in this realm, I was like, he's so calm, cool, and collected, and he says it with such an authoritative and." Everything's gonna be fine. You know what I mean? He's like Christ. <laughs> I've, I've, I, I have related Chief to like Christ before. I feel like, or at least that he's got like biblical. Ter- you know, he's in the same wheelhouse of like the Bible. He's in the same wheelhouse. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the same thing essentially. <laughs> but uh, he says not the Holy Scripture according to Halo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Some, uh, mighty bold claims coming yeah, out of Team Chat podcast. Um, but he says not yet. He's like, not yet. And I'm like, okay, like, dude, if Chief says not yet, it's not yet. You know it's what not I mean? Over. It's yeah. not over. Yeah. And so, and then continue with the commercial, big, uh, a Wraith uh, tank bullet, whatever you want to call it, lands, it's like coming in towards him, and he activates the bubble shield. Another new feature that they're introducing. You have like yep. items. He does the bubble shield. Everything around him blows up, and he runs towards the enemy again. I mean, this is like, okay, l- just real quick. There's a new commercial that came out from the army. Not that new, but it's all it's all the American army running into danger. It's yeah. like a black cloud and like we run into I've seen danger. That one. And like that's role model. You know, people right. want us to be like those are our role models. And you can have either opinion whether or not I don't think it's arguable that it's courageous at at at, at a pretty high level to do that, right? And so Chief does the same thing. <laughs> and he and he runs and again, gun on his back. Oh, I think he actually takes off his gun. But Kind of important, I, I think. He had to throw down the shield orb first, and then he, he can pick his gun he back. Sh- and he's running, and he dodges something. Maybe takes out a pistol or something. And then he jumps off a cliff towards the enemy, and there's like eight brutes there with tanks, and he jumps, and the last thing you see is a POV shot of the brute looking up and Chief's foot hitting the camera. <laughs> so the first thing he does is he doesn't like, you know, peek over a rock and shoot at him and like, yeah. you know, put down some support fire. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> He just runs right in. He <laughs> runs right in, and he doesn't use it. He kicks him. He <laughs> kicks a brute in the face. Yeah. And so, okay, so I mean, I, I knew I was going to talk about the commercial because I was like, whoa, that was powerful for me. And it reinforced Chief's representation of not cowardice. And I think, or just being not a coward, and I think Laura Croft, at the end of the day, is not a coward, right? Oh, no. no. Certainly not. So, I mean, she certainly has qualities that I absolutely admire. Yeah. 100%. Now, another thing that's, I think, kind of interesting is, I don't know Laura Croft as well as you guys. I have not played those games. But I kind of like characters that are flawed a little bit. And, like, even if, I mean, bloodthirsty, they shouldn't be bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a big flaw. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's evil. But if... uh there's a sense of realism to the character. For me, it helps make it even more of something the two obtain to, right? Yeah. At some level. I understand that. And Chief, you know, at the end of the day, he's kind of a mechano man. I know he has emotions, but his flaws are few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> In my eye, he's the perfect man. Well, because, like, <laughs> you know, swipe right. The, 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 thing, the thing about it is... <laughs> the thing about it, what it comes down to, too, is the motives behind why they're doing their actions. Now, in the you know, like in the 2012 yeah, tomb, motives are in the, huge. In the right. tomb, in the Tomb Raider 2012 Tomb Raider, Laura's stuck on this island. She can't get off. Yeah. And this, and there is, and the island is inhabited by a murderous band of of dudes. Oh yeah, there's no question they're going so to kill like, her if yeah. she doesn't kill them. So first. to some extent, yeah. See, like, so like, I wouldn't even call what she's having to do in that game murder. It's preservation, self-preservation. So you know, it's like. She's doing what she has to do to survive, to, to be alive, and then ultimately, the, you know, the goal becomes to rescue her friend who's been kidnapped by these, by these guys. So, to me, in her, I have no problem with that. Her motives are just, her motives are good. Mm. And, you know, that's just what comes along. So, no, Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, in that game especially, will say that game, yeah, that timeline... Yes, hero. Now, I've not played Rise of the Tomb Raider yet, so I don't know how that changes when she's in a new situation where she's met, not necessarily like stuck somewhere 
and has to get out. Or any of the older ones. Or because any of the, the older ones. games, it was always just like, ah, oh, yes, this is the plan. I'm going to go in there, steal all your treasure, and probably kill you. And it's like, okay, Laura. Yeah, so you could say, Lola's are Tomb Raider. But it was all, <laughs> like, yeah, no, she's very much, tombs. I think she's. Is she a thief? She's, Wait a she's more I'm of a. She's an archaeologist. So you know how. You know, <laughs> you know how Indiana Jones goes around and steals shit and also shoots people, but yeah. he's like. He shoots Nazis. But, but, so yeah. let's not forget that. So that's okay. That's so it's kind of the same idea. It's like an Indiana Jones approach, like, well, you're stealing precious artifacts. Yeah. Should you be? It's right. kind of a gray area. And it's like, right. well, but who again, else is using it, right? But, but again, to, for like scientific knowledge and betterment and historical knowledge. Yes, but... Uh, well, I've seen the movie with Angelina Jolie. She's definitely living well. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's not she, giving it all away. She's very much she's living well. She's selling them to the museum. She actually, yeah. her, um, her... Again, that's why, that's why I specified 2012... To Laura right. Croft timeline. That, yeah. That's what that's what very I'm different. talking about in that one. Okay. Because she very much lives in a mansion and has a legit butler. Yeah. The butler helps real. you in training practice, and you're like, thanks, butler. Mm. And he's like, you're welcome, he's ma'am. Your Alfred. <laughs> he's your Alfred. She's very much her own Bruce Wayne. So, like, but then see, like, another t- counter to this, too, that, like, again, I can't speak to it that much because, but I've heard, you know, but again, from what I know of the games and everything, and you can fill in a little bit on this here, too, Mogan, is Nathan Drake. Now he is very <laughs> much like eyes. a treasure <laughs> treasure hunter, same kind of thing. <laughs> but like, again, same thing. It, I mean, it's I don't know. I feel like we're gonna chase it. We're gonna chase down a rabbit hole here of like the morality of it. Of who's like, Wait, should this person Nathan, be a role what's model? Nathan, what's, his, what's his deal? The joke I hear about him a lot is that he's the happiest murderer ever. Because like, <laughs> you go murderer? through this game, you go through this game, and uh-huh. like, same kind of thing. You come across enemies who are attacking you, so you have to fight back. Obviously, it's an adventure. Ooh, but maybe Indiana Jones. You're on their territory. You get well, get so out of the Middle East, America. <laughs> I'm pretty sure these happen in like South America. First, Jesus so. Christ! I'm, I'm, and now I'm the just d- talking about. I'm just bringing up politics. So now. I do think that, um, at least in the case of Nathan Drake, he's never like reluctantly going in there. He's always like, "Oh I man, the treasure's it. right there." You say, "We gotta Let's get go it. in there," and okay. they very much do take like a guns ablaze approach. Which is his character. His character no, no, is this is swashbuckling adventurer. I will say that in the second game, with the very little bit that I did bother to play of it, at the very first level, um, you're with this other guy. And you're going in and you're like looking over your shoulder at like these guys behind you because you're going to sneak up on them, of course. And the other guy immediately pulls out the guns and Nathan Drake is like, whoa, 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 it's a little early to be killing people. And he's like, don't worry, stupid, they're sleep darts. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know if that was their attempt to so make very him a little less of a murderer. Right. They always try to throw they're, something they're in. They're always trying to throw the it in where it's moment. like, oh, he's a good guy. You have yeah, to do no. that. Yeah, yeah, right. But, it's a little early But in murder. the first game, it Give was it like, like 10 minutes. So it was I'll just waves of just. Well, with these enemies, so it's, it takes down. place in South America, and are these who are these people? Do they well, they're normally like militia the, groups, or yeah. in the first know, game, it was like hunters. people that had been hired by a rival, a rival Indiana Jones, who had basically hired all of these thugs to be his protectors, I guess, because they weren't like the natives. They yeah. were like, oh no, we have we're 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 basically from America. Hmm. So I mean, it's the same kind of situation in a way, whereas. These guys would kill him if he didn't kill them, but he also chose to put himself in yeah, that situation. Yeah, it's not you know, like it's, he was dragged in there. And that's interesting, and that's going to bring up another character that I wanted to talk about, but the reason for going out on an adventure. We talked about Master Chief a little bit, and for me, they like they woke up. He's made to do this. Like, hey, everything's lost. We need our final button press. You know, this is our the final weapon. Yeah. yeah. Now, I wanted to talk about, because I played this game, it's the only of the series I played, and obviously had a big impact on me, it was Link from... Personally, from Twilight Princess, I had a huge connection with Link and what he was doing. And, and I was definitely going to talk about that yeah, too. So now's a great time. Let's just get the Zelda part over with. So I do. Jared's going to get on his just, phone. Just, just, just go away, Jared. Give me the headphones. We'll, we'll take it from here. So, um, Link, you could very much argue, especially in the old, old games where it was just pixels, he had no character. Yeah. I mean, until you really got to. Maybe a link to the past to a certain extent, but really Ocarina of Time is where he started to have an actual character established. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in a lot of ways he's comparable to Chief in that he doesn't really have that much of a 
personality to him per se, but he does. I think, yeah, like I he's not he just did. a he doesn't talk, of course, but he's not necessarily a hollow man either. Yeah, he talks right. you to always actions. exactly. He you always feel like no matter what game you're playing, you're still Link. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely even when it's different links, because if you know about the timeline and about all the <laughs> oh, splits <God>. and compares, <laughs> here we conspiracies, go. <laughs> you know that it's not the same Link over and over again. Right, it's a different person that's taking up the mantle. <laughs> I don't want to think about it that way. <laughs> you know, you I rather which Link is blind. your mom? Which yeah, Link? You just have one? such so many to choose from. Don't enlighten and me. And what's interesting <laughs> about one of the biggest contrasts, though, is very much Link isn't really tailor-made to his destiny as world savior. It's always the setup of. He's just a kid. Right. He's just right. derping right. around. But I love that. I know. I love I it love too. That. I think that's. I think that's what makes him, in my eyes, one of my own favorite role models. Yeah. Because Link really is just an ordinary person, yes. frequently just a kid, mm-hmm. and shit just happens in his life, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, damn! Mm-hmm. Now I gotta do something. People are counting on me." And mm-hmm. I think his biggest uh, quality is his willingness to help. And he's he doesn't. Never, and he never he, backs he down. Never backs and that's down. a weird thing to say to think like you're controlling the character it's put but like really if you look at it from the point of view that people love this game like, yeah. like you do and to me to a big degree as well just from playing that one it's like everything he did even though i was doing it i was like man i got respect for this kid because yeah, the bosses right? that he goes up against and the they're pe- big he's small he's, he's a very little small. guy and yeah. he really it's and not he like... always like does the mean eyes he, you know he's, he's never got his eyebrows know, he's yeah. always like i'm ready and it's, yeah he's and it's, like yeah and, and it's very pre it feels destiny's a very big part of it i feel like the way that he gets like whatever happens in each each game feels like again there's that reluctancy to go out and it feels like something greater is calling him it's not just the like from twilight princess it's the missing girl right that leaves the village and gets snatched up by those evil that's the that's the catalyst that's the catalyst that's the catalyst but that's just the base of what's the idea of a higher calling is very very prevalent in the legend of zelda it's it's literally the gods have chosen you yeah to be their warrior, and, and it's like super right. Yeah, and he, like he wishes. I feel like at some level he was back in his tree. I see a lot of the times out. he's always just got like in Wind Waker. He has a grandma mm-hmm. and a sister. He has like a family for once, and it's actually established that they're around. So I've always gotten the feeling that once you've saved the day and it's all over, I always think Link goes back to his regular life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, some I people, some people like to think, oh no, he probably joins the forces of Hyrule Castle and becomes like a soldier or uh-huh. something. And I very much disagree. Uh, I disagree. With that I don't too. think Link's about that life. Yeah. I don't think that's how he chooses he to live. Life. I think he wants a quiet right. life. He wants He's to be like a the goat farmer, or, yeah, no. or just a regular yeah. seafarer. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that he's a perfect example of rising to your potential, yeah. but not maintaining a path that you don't think is really your own. Right, and it, so it is I th- very, I mean, Zelda is good and evil. It's a really yeah. easy concept to see in every yes. game. Evil's very apparent, good's very apparent, and, and Link and the gods represent that, and Ganondorf or Gorf or Ganondorf. Ganondorf. <laughs> Even I know you don't that. deserve to talk about the game. He's a pig sometimes. <laughs> he is. He does have a very monstrous appearance right. to him. But that's it's a very apparent darkness. Yeah, very it apparent. is. Slightness over yeah. here. And uh I mean, Princess Zelda herself, who I would also argue is an excellent role model, yeah. literally wields arrows of light mm-hmm. to literally like blast them to smithereens with the power of light and good. But however, like as easy it is to represent that aesthetically and just through contrast in the game, either by color or just by simply pre- just the sem- presentation, making Link do these actions. And that's important. That's why Master Chief and Link came up to me like immediately. It's like they're, they don't talk much, but they do a lot. And I all actions speak louder than words, dude. And like as a role, like if they're going to be role models, I think that's one thing you got to take away from them that's very important. Is like they will get stuff done. They mean what they say. I don't know their words. Their bond. Well, Link doesn't really have words. He kind of shouts at you that's like true. emphatically, yeah. but that's about it. And something that, yeah. that's, the, that's from the uh, what is that, Smash Bros? <laughs> <laughs> something else that I love about Link in particular is that, as far as helping people goes, really no task is too small. Mm. Like some of the side quests that you can optionally choose to make Link do, they're the dumbest stuff you can think of. It's like, hey, will you water my plants? And it's like. Yes, I will water your plants right. because you're Link uh-huh. and you're a good yeah, guy and you always know that that's who you are. So it's like, yes, I will, mm-hmm. kind neighbor. I will pick but all these pumpkins off, or whatever. Like and it the, does pay with off. the Gorons, right? 
uh, in What's their Twilight name? Princess. In Twilight Aurora? Princess, I just, no, don't you like move something? I, I feel like you do something for one of them, and then they're like, hey, we will... Uh, you know, we'll help you out. They'll like springboard you up, or oh, so. I don't know. Yeah. There's always they, it always pay. There's a lot of payoff. Yeah. That does so happen. really, it's kind of like what goes around comes around. Yeah, and you feel it. There's Link, karma. In you that know, game. he's really not uh, the same type of killer in a lot of the sense of other characters. He's always just like, no, if you could stay over there, I'd be happy to not fight you. Right. <laughs> Please yeah. stay Again, on your reluctant. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's always willing to help other people, mm-hmm. and that kind of good karma always comes back around to you because there are optional side quests that you can never do but you never get the stuff either. Mm, so mm-hmm. it's like, if you don't go out of your way to help people, they're not going to help you either. Mm. And I think that's a great lesson. Yeah. A great, a great thing to model your own life after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can almost look at it too, in a way, you know, cause you know, I know I brought up the whole thing of like, well, the care you make the choices in some of these games, you can almost look at it from the just pure storyline perspective. You know, what, who are they? And what do they have to achieve? If you had no choice as the player and you just had to follow this predetermined path and how the, you know, in a game that gives more options like that, like, would this person be somebody you would like and look up to at the, at the end of it? That's one way you could look at it. Because, see, you could do this with, like, uh, like, I would not, if that were the option, I would not say Geralt of Rivia is somebody who you would oh, look up interesting. to. interesting. I noticed you're a Gwent. Oh, yeah. I'm background the, the, sta- over the standalone there. Gwent game. Oh, is about that a Witcher out? character you just said? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Geralt of Rivia is the, oh, he's is the, the main. main. Is the oh. main guy. Because <laughs> the, the whole thing about Gerald? Witchers is yeah. like they have one, they are a mutated species. They ha- And their sole purpose is to fight monsters for money. And they oh. really don't give a f- for money. You know, they don't care about really anybody Ooh, else. Kind of, that's anything kind of else. <laughs> like that's it like, is it's, a, it's a cool. It robot. makes him. It makes him like <laughs> a badass. It makes him like a badass character. Yeah. But at the same time, you're not, you're not just like, you know, not Geralt. He's a stand-up guy. <laughs> would you want to be like? Yeah. Would you want to be his friend? That's a kind of a good indication. I mean, no, because I mean, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> he's a bad role model. It's like he, he, I feel like I could say something to piss him off. And he's just like. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Because like even when in the, like in the game, I wish I could say that to a couple people. You know, it's like even like in more. the game, it, you come across things, and you come across people who need help, and your your dialogue options that you have are just like, no, I don't have time. <laughs> like you, somebody could be like, please, my my daughter was just yeah. taken by, you know, was just taken by bandits, and he's like. That so sucks. that sucks <laughs> for, you. for you. I don't have time. I'm trying to go kill this big ass flying wing for creature. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, so, you know, but surely he's got some things you, that are good. Well, I mean, or yeah, you could pick. But then you—that's right, right. the thing. You could make Geralt a good role model, which I gotta make him like he's a middle ground character for yeah, me right now. Yeah. Like there are sometimes like there was this one confrontation where some soldiers were getting in my face. I could have said like, "Bros, let's all calm down mm-hmm. and let's like let's just have a drink and you know." I'll leave. You got to chill. What really happened? I chopped all their heads yeah. off. <laughs> That's right, Jared. But Are you a good Roma? I have Are come you? across. Yeah. I like to think I am. <laughs> After that. <laughs> I like to think I am. I know what's good and right in this world. But but then, you know, other times, yeah, like if it's a peasant, like the downtrodden uh, in the games who are I'll like, you know, my, da- my daughter is sick. I, you know, she's going to die. She doesn't have medicine. I normally will choose to make those choice those choices. So I have, I'm making Geralt a much more sympathetic person. That's good. It's- but if you looked at Geralt from his base, just character of who he is and what he's supposed to do. He's not. That's he's not like a. He's not like a morally upstanding dude. I would That's say. interesting. Yeah, not I to like mention, that. especially in the early Witcher games, you can bang anything literally that moves. Again, that's your choice, Jared. That is your choice. <laughs> I chose correctly. <laughs> so you know, that's like Zachary Shepard from Mass Effect. Same oh. deal. You can make him as kind of good and bad as you'd like. Well, that's to make a big him. part. That's a big part of any like role play. It game, is. Which that's least, almost a whole entirely different discussion of you know. Like, that's true. That's true. So but like, I was let's gonna, not go down that route. I was just like, going to say, yeah, it's there's a lot of choice to make. Zachary you know. Shepard, just as the way he speaks to people, no matter what you say, I think he is kind of a bad dude. Clarification. Zachary Shepard is what Zach named. No. It's Zachary Shepard Commander is Shepherd. Commander Shepard in the Mass Effect series. Yeah, everyone else is playing a His first name is Zachary. <laughs> Have you been um, playing it more lately, no. by the way? Oh, that's I know. I talk about games more than I play nowadays. <laughs> Isn't that sad? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just, I just wanted to throw that in there. Zachary Shepard, the way he talks to people, he's not a bad dude. He's just like... He's not going to go out of his way to help people. Not my Zachary Shepard. Not the Zachary Shepard I know. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Yeah, it's like, like that Fallout story I tell you guys. Yeah, oh, right. Jesus. But like, so one one person who I would say 
is a good is a good role model. It would be I know I just talked about him recently in our dinner party episode, but uh, Ezio from Assassin's Creed, oh. he's an interesting one because you really do over the progression of the games. He's in three of the Assassin's Creed games, and over that progression, you get to see him grow and adapt a lot more than what I feel like sometimes other characters get. That's actually an unbelievably good point. Just real quick, most of the characters we've talked about are very static throughout the game. I mean, Link I know goes through a transformation at the very beginning, but then he's like the hero. Oh yeah, the whole no, way. he he levels right there, out. I can't now. You brought that up. I cannot think of a lot of characters that actually go through an arc of because like Master Chief is still he's, Master Chief's Master Chief. He is. He has. He goes his, through you know, some he, shit. He does. Like especially in Halo part. Five, yeah. like he kind of rebels things against happen. things, gets hunted down, right. but he's still Master he's Chief. He's not going to put the gun. Although I will say. Halo Five, <laughs> Halo Five is a big example. He does have kind of an arc, though. I will disagree with that. Yeah, in that his relationship with Cortana becomes his driving force later in the games, rather than necessarily like fighting human, fighting the Covenant and stuff. That's true. That's true. He's definitely got a different task in Halo Five, and I think he's being very swayed by his emotions in Halo Five, which is not which of is not character of character of Chief. However, it's true. So you might you're right in the sense that he's certainly developing into, yes. and but I just, for me I can't be I, I mean you don't see a huge massive character change from the first Halo to the to the fifth Halo. well I mean I mean I think you actually have a point I think Halo 5 there is a decent enough change in his personality like Master Chief that I knew from one and three wouldn't go so rampant and wouldn't do and I don't know I mean I don't want to sound crude about it but his relationship with Cortana is so flawed I think in the fifth one I think he's so mm. blind I mean Cortana is pretty I think evil at the end of Halo 5. In, yeah. in a way, I know she has this idea about bringing together all these... But like, her, in, her means definitely do not justify the end. No, and, and, and Chief just not able to recognize that is uh, disturbing. <laughs> like, he <laughs> should be so much more calculating as an individual. So um, his evolution, it's more like a de-evolution for me. But, it, but, but he is getting more of a sympathetic, or at least... A he's opening up his heart a little bit, which yeah. I always thought was not like, being the cold lame. heart soldier. Yeah, I never liked, but I like that they at least took him in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he will never, he's not going to put down his gun. And no, be like, no, what no, am no. I fighting for? You know what I mean? <laughs> he's not going to learn to love everybody, or he's not going to go through. Right? I don't think I'd ever see him being like. I don't know. I should play Halo Five again and be like, "What? Let me watch these cutscenes really closely." Yeah, yeah. see, like, or especially go because of, like the the story of Five. You know, but develop so much from four. Like maybe mm-hmm. play those two again or something like, like that. To get what is chief to be like, like, yeah, to see how much chief changes. Yeah, definitely. So, there definitely, you're not wrong. There's definitely change. Yeah. So, but Ezio is is a good representation of this because the game starts off and he's just like he's you know he's a he's like eighteen, nineteen, maybe like early twenties when the game starts and he's very much carefree. You know, he, he knows he's got to be a, a good person, like an upstanding citizen, but he's still all about, like, good having age. fun, yeah, goofing come off. On. You know? It's great age. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have too much, too too much, you know, nah, or too little later. goofing off, you know? Yeah. It's always fun, good to have fun. Yeah. But, you know, he's, like, kind of a womanizer, you know, and all this <laughs> other stuff, you know, picking fights in the streets with some guys. But, you know, at the very core of it, he, does have, he has a very strong connection to his family. And when mm. that's broken in Assassin's Creed 2 because his family is executed, except for his mother and sister, he, you know, takes it upon him. He very quickly mans up. That, that you know, rise to act, that again, call to action. Again, the call to action, the rise, rising up and stuff like fun. that. Whereas, you know, he has to take care of his, his mother and sister and he embraces, he embraces the assassin's life and in, in everything because they Which has are, gotta be a hard decision. Well, because it, it's basically, life. you know, it's dedicating yourself to this secret society that up until your father being executed, you didn't know he was even a part of. The dedication is key too. That's a key word. And for me, I think everyone's going to have a little bit different idea of like, if that's a good thing to do or not. I kind of like the idea of dedicating yourself to one thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm it makes not sure it, anyone would disagree you don't with think? that. No, you gotta have I think something that's a, in your life that drives you. Yeah, right. I think that's a pretty <laughs> admirable okay, quality. I'm not gonna be like dedication bad. <laughs> no, I don't think a dedication. I mean, if but if it's to the wrong thing, it could be bad. Well, you know? that's not. That's that's I mean, that's true. a different that's question. True. You could always yeah. make the wrong choice. So, I, mean, I mean, I don't crystal know. Dedicate your yeah. Dedicate your life to crystal meth. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's bad. We saw how well that worked out for Heisenberg. I I was just gonna say. Great role role that, model, by the way. Another character, Walter White. Oh, oh, that's who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, 
I just wanted to bring up Sonic because I thought I kept talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, go, go, go ahead, go ahead. We'll move to Sonic. Okay, but so but the same thing. It's like he he has to dedicate all this stuff to him for to the assassins and everything. Which again is like in in two he's just learned in Assassin's Creed two he's just learning. In which Assassin's Creed two is very much just his fuel his is fueled by his need for revenge against the people who killed his family, betrayed and killed his family. Three uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Revelations. You're, you're getting an older SEO in. Uh, Brotherhood, he's middle-aged. Revelations, he's like 50s, oh, 50s, okay. 60s. Um, and so it's just interesting to see him progress in this to where in Revelations, like he's very, you know, he's respectful of everyone. He's very, you've, you very much see this arc that he's taken where he has like, he okay. understands what he's there to do, which is to, which is to take on this secret, this other secret society, the Templars, who are, wanting to use these ancient artifacts, you know, like the Apple of Eden and these other, like, t- uh, ancient, like, hidden treasures and technologies to bend and manipulate and control, you know, the world. Whereas the assassins are all about freeing that and making sure that doesn't happen, you know, in the centuries-old warfare. And, you know, again, he stumbles upon it, sees the greater call to do. He could have just, you know, taken his mom and sisters, run, hid, you know, done whatever, you know, and just, and stayed that way. But he realized that there was something out there, you know, bigger than himself that uh-huh. he had to go out uh-huh. and take uh-huh. care of, which is a lot of what, you know, Lara Croft, she yeah, could have just hidden in, hidden in the wreckage of their ship and stayed there until the bad guys found her, let her friend be killed and all that stuff. But or no, she could have just she, stayed hidden. She took the, <laughs> yeah, she, and yeah, and lived there forever. <laughs> but no, she took the, she took the, you know, took it upon herself to rescue her friend, to put her, to think of others outside, outside of herself and, to take go on to that big thing courageous master chief the same thing yeah absolutely does the exact same thing he could be like you know what i'm the last spartan so you guys i don't have time for this right i'm gonna go back to my cryo sleep and you know just chill out for a while i i'm in need of a vacation no he's immediately like what's going on captain keys what do you need what's up who do you want me to kill because we gotta save her cracks in some joke and he tells cortana she's a bad driver like in the first cutscene. he's not even like phased you know yeah, so I think that's a that's a big part of you know what makes a, yes what makes these a are role courageous model. characters that we're definitely talking about. Now I have a question though that I'm curious: Are there characters that you've played that are like obviously bad role models, <laughs> like Kratos maybe? Oh, absolutely, Kratos. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Bayonetta, perhaps? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Bayonetta. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm like, all women inspired. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Kratos definitely not. Like he's, yeah, there you he's go. completely driven by ha- anger and rage and hate. Like every terrible role model character. Those are all pretty. Morally say corrupt pretty characters. Bad say, say it one more time. Grand, any just any Grand oh, Theft Auto. Yeah, I was you know, Nico Bellic, Michael. I, I was like, I don't say, know. Don't spend a lot of time on it. But I would even throw it out there. Joel from Last of Us is probably not the best role model. Now, that's interesting you say that. I mean, that's your game. I haven't played it. Why would you say that? <laughs> because... He's got a lot in of summary, tough decisions he's got to a make. lot of tough decisions to make. He's, you know, he's very at the very at the beginning of the game. He's incredibly selfish. Oh, like that's part of his arc. Okay. is he's incredibly selfish. He doesn't want to take on the job of protecting Ellie. Mm. He because you know, a he lost his own daughter in the beginning of the game, which yeah. obviously affected him a lot. So he doesn't want to take on that responsibility of uh, having another young girl to take care right. of. But then at the same time, he very much you know you know. But then as his relationship with Ellie grows, he becomes. Uh, you know, he softens to her. They form a close bond. But then at the end of the game, his incredibly selfish nature comes right back again. And he does some nasty, terrible shit. Mm. And so I like because and of I that, mean, it's like he's got good qualities. Yes, he yeah. is loyal. He is at dependable. Least, he was he will not back down from a fight when he needs to fight. Right. But at the core of it, he's incredibly selfish. And you could argue that the decisions that he makes at the end of the game kind of throw the whole rest of the world under the bus. So yeah. that selfishness, it really does. I mean, in the, it's one of those very gray moral areas, but it's like, is that a good role model? I, and and I, I, I see no. the argument you, that you're I making. Say which no, I say is, is great. Well, you know, he's yeah. a very flawed character. Like what That's what I was going to come back to. Which makes him a great character. I know. Terrible role model. Okay, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's hard to aspire to be Master Chief. It's hard to aspire to be, you know, at some level. Try harder. That, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that at some level, that relatability and that flaws help, I think, take at least baby steps towards possibly being maybe well, I don't know, maybe I'm I mean, wrong, I don't actually. think Joel is a bad guy. I know, but I'm just saying like, I think I think he that, he just allowed his own 
in a sense, it's he a did not. Being. He did not see the bigger purpose. Yeah. At the end, and that is unwise. And it is unwise. That's, he made a wrong decision. You know, it, I mean, granted, incredibly tough decision. I don't know if I would, if if in the same place, if I could make the same I decision know. he did. Totally. Because you know, I'm I'm being vague because I don't. Want I know we're trying people. to do, avoid ending, spoilers. Yeah. I'm glad everybody caught on to that. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't played it, again, I'll say go play it. But <laughs> Jared likes the last one. I really? like it a little bit. <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> I, never heard you say that. I like it a lot. <laughs> But uh, but okay, no, okay. so it's, it's I, I feel tricky. like he's a good guy. Like, would I? Would uh, most of his qualities? Would someone aspire and look up to that? Yes, but mm-hmm. his selfishness bites him in the ass. Yeah, and I think. But then again, at the same time, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. So I guess okay. Some, I mean, you could take him as a role model, right, but I still think he'd level. be the best one to take. Right, right. Ah, oh, it's tough. Ooh, it is it's tough. Tricky. So I think something that might be a little bit easier is if we take personal decision out of the equation can you think of any non-playable characters that you've interacted with over the years that because i feel like that's a much more objective look think about it when you're looking for a role model most of the time you're not looking inward to Mm -hmm. your own self and your own decision you're looking someone else you're looking out and when you're playing a game you are supposed to become that person so who have you encountered in games that you think would be role model or non-role model worthy Oh Jesus, that's man, a that's question, a toughie. I mean, I have Halo ones. I have a out really the so, so. When we were talking about the idea of a character having an arc, yeah. one of the best non-playable characters that had. Well, it is, oh, can you play him later? You might be able to, but in the first game, I don't think you can. Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. of all things, that we've never talked about, because we've never played. So, it. so definitely, I feel like RPGs and JRPGs in particular, like the more JRPG side of things, mm-hmm. they usually have a massive cast of yeah. non-playable characters and in the first game you are Sora you're, so that's the character that you play he's unequivocally good to an annoying extent and you're like okay Sora we get it friendship and love mm-hmm. but he has this best friend Riku and Riku is very driven by his own capabilities he's obviously a lot more capable than Sora in the game and actually what happens to him in his arc is he kind of gets blinded by his own skill and he's like, you know what? I'm better than you. I'm stronger than you. And he winds up aligning himself with the enemy, mm. like the blatant enemy that it's you're terrible. fighting throughout the game. So he literally joins the sad. bad guys because he's like, I want to be better than this. And eventually that evil kind of comes around to bite yeah, him. And as part of his arc, him. he comes back. So it's like he what, makes comes that, back well, to the good side. He comes back to the good Jeez. side. It's the first game of many. Play Kingdom Hearts here? <laughs> no, I probably not. So, yeah, so he does. No. He I, has. I can't. I <laughs> give that an no. It's a quick no. sidebar. I don't think I, I, I can play. Trash I don't. Kingdom Hearts. I know. I know a lot of people love it. I can't ever see myself liking it just because I don't think I could take my take it seriously playing a video game. Oh, I don't think either of you would like it at all. I might like it. Mickey Mouse. Oh, I'm not sure about that. That's a weird mashup to me. It is a weird mashup, but so so the big thing about... I'm not bashing the people who do. I'm just saying, I in my head, like I look at that and I see nothing about it that I will like. (laughs) But that's just me. I don't even think you would like the gameplay. I guarantee you there's nothing about it that you would like. Snap. Yeah, snap. Yeah, that would be your boo. You could give Kingdom Hearts the boo. Boo! That a boo. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so Riku is a character. He swings back around. To the good side. He makes a terrible decision, a joins the bad guys, yep. and then eventually hey, through the course sorry. of his arc, he's like, okay, I messed up. And okay. he comes back and chooses to go back to the side of good. And it's yeah. like, okay, that's admirable. Yeah, it is. To realize that you made a mistake and you right. go and correct it. So I feel like that's a very role model quality. There's a dragon in Skyrim that goes through a similar thing that you <laughs> don't see. I'm serious. What's <laughs> so funny, yeah. movie. I forget his name, but it's one. Of, it's the dragon you meet at the top of the mountain and he used to be bad. He used to be like oh. a bad dragon. And he hits you with a great little philosophical quote. He's like, what's better, to be born good or to overcome evil through living a good life? Hmm. And I say, die, dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you frightened me. No, he's, a, he's an interesting character. <laughs> he talks and he's interesting. But I was like, you know, I don't know his story that well. Like, I don't know what, I, maybe he explains it, I don't remember, but he does, yeah. he does proclaim that, to your point of that character, it's like, and he's just a character that's unplayable. He's like, I've, I, I was o- I overcame my evilness through through a lot of good deeds, and even though I'm flawed and I did a lot of bad things, the very fact that I came through it like I am now means you know. I would really you find that pass. more admirable. <laughs> like in my eyes, that's a more admirable mm-hmm. admirable quality. So like I would agree with his quote mm-hmm. that it's better to have overcome great evil right. and to have chosen the life of good rather than especially like in Just Link's case good. for it to yeah, choose you. Yeah, you don't yeah. even have the option. So I, I think that's very interesting. It is interesting. Um, I'm trying to think. 
I would say that one person that would be that kind of stands out in my head as being an, a non-playable ca- character that uh, w- that is a good role model would be uh, Sir Percival from the Order eighteen eighty six. Sir Percival, because <laughs> he's he's your character's <laughs> he's your character's mentor, oh, and okay. so. The the whole you know this game that game for anyone who hasn't played it you know is very much set around of like a political intrigue uh, kind of thriller you know like Victorian thriller kind of thing great game I talked about it in the past episode it got a lot of flack but it also is in one of my in my opinion a pretty damn good game uh, but he and Sir Percival like this conspiracy starts growing he starts building and you're in this order it, well you're in Arthurian knights you know knights of the round table kind of stuff and which has been around for centuries. And so, but you can tell something, Percival can tell something's not right. But for someone who's been in it all his life, like he has, he could easily just turn away and be like, nah, mm-hmm. this is fine. This is fine. Yeah. But he decides to dig deeper against the wishes of like the main, the main oh, yeah. head of it. He Going decides to go in, the man. which makes you even question like, is he okay? But you also, f- but then you follow because he's uh-huh. your mentor and you're like, he wouldn't lead me astray. Ah. And so he's just a very strong character of like, you know, like not just bending, because he feel because he's being told to bend, yeah, you know, so I like, like that. So that's so he stands backbone, out. Backbone having yeah, strong exactly. moral God, backbone, got a strong moral backbone. <laughs> oh, I love that. Throwing it back, I would all I would counter with Ellie from Last of Us uh-huh. is a good role model hmm. because she is the op- is in many ways the opposite of Joel in that oh. she is not selfish. Mm-hmm. When the end of the game co- runs rolls around, you find out that she is that. S- her thinking of herself is the last thing she had on her mind. And so I would say that she is a good one. You do get to play her for a little bit in the game. Yeah, but, you, you do. Know. Yeah, see, I was bringing up the Arbiter from Halo, but you do play the Arbiter in Halo too. I mean, but he, I mean he, you don't play him ne- or Ellie near as much as you play Master Chief. True, especially in one, obviously in one, but in three, you don't play Arbiter at all. Uh, but he just goes through a weird thing with the Covenant and, and eventually realizing their escapades are a little off kilter. Yeah. It's a little weird, y'all. And he, and he's <laughs> Is like, that what he says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> the great journey. That's bullshit. But he, uh, he sides with what he thinks is right. And whether who's right or not, it's the humans, I think. I mean, I, yeah, they're right. Covenant's crazy. But um, Coming to Earth? That will not stand. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> but uh, he goes to an interesting, just an arc. He, he, he is all for the Covenant, even like early on Halo 2. And then it takes a while for him to be like, wow, I'm, I'm making a mistake here. And yeah. able to rise up. But what's great about that, he still like hates Chief a little bit. You know, they're like a I mean, he always cop. They've got will. that rivalry. Like, uh, they do. Like, uh, I don't like, like you. Oh, I love Halo 3 when, when Chief wakes up after falling from like space into Earth. And he wakes up. He's like, oh, shakes it off. And uh, Arbiter comes up and cloaked. And Chief puts the gun under his... Uh, you know, jowl, oh, yeah, jowls yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, his yeah. And he's like, whoa, whoa, chief, he's with us. He's like, don't kill him. And then Arbiter says, words so easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, me and my buddy still we need, say that. Let's uh, Xbox Live. Words so easy. Let's make a, you let's make a, uh, yeah, Arbiter. Arbiter and Master Team Chief. Team Elite. Arbiter and Master Chief buddy cop movie from the 80s called Arby and the Chief. There's no Arby way that's the not their, the, that was not their initial you know, I goal mean, with it's Halo. A, it's a, it's it a was gr- a buddy cop. Yeah, it's a great pairing. It's a great <laughs> they pairing. Great, great character they hate pairing each other, there. But they gotta work together. <laughs> <laughs> what escapades are they gonna get? <laughs> what? <laughs> what mayhem will they unleash on the galaxy? <laughs> on the galaxy, dude. That's, I love it. <laughs> it's better and better. But yeah. So interesting, interesting where where we think we we get all this stuff from because it, it it it's not a black and white answer. And I love that video games represent that pretty well. I mean, I still think that at the end of the day, the the answer to your question is we can find good role models in video games. That, there is that's what I wanted to I hear. I think we can learn. Oh, absolutely, we can about characters and what is right and wrong to a degree in video games. As we as we've said, and like what you know, what we've talked about, one of the main thing, the main goals of this podcast is we wanted to talk about video games, you know, to help bring awareness that we think that they are just as good of a storytelling medium yeah. as movies and books. Mm-hmm. Movies and books, you can pull role models out the wazoo. Absolutely. People have done it forever, right? And I why like can't you are, do it in video games? Right. You can. The time of the book is over. <laughs> books are for chumps. <laughs> books are for chumps. <laughs> video games are now. Just kidding. Keep reading, everyone. <laughs> Keep reading, kids. Keep, Keep reading, kids. <laughs> Stay book smart. Get a library card. I'm going to go to the library with my boo stamp. Boo! With your, with your lighter. <laughs> Set this place ablaze. Down. Down. I see flames. Books for no one. <laughs> books, books are for jobs. But no, yeah. The, it's a, uh, you know, 
It's a really interesting. I mean, we could, I could, we could keep talking about this for a oh, while. We could. I like this conversation because I, I know there's games we haven't played that have more real. Like I, I keep coming. Stranger Things keeps popping up into my life in some way via the internet. You, you watch it, right? Stranger Things. Yeah. I mean, not Stranger Things. Life is strange. Oh. Life is strange. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Life I have, is strange. I have a friend that she she really recommended to me that I need to play Life is and Strange. And those people look. I don't. I have, no, I have no idea what's really going on, but they look like real people with real problems, not like yeah. it's like almost fantastical it, problems. If I remember right, it's like yeah, it's like high school. Yeah. Like you're a high school. So I girl. bet you those are characters that have a, their moral compass is like spinning that whole yeah. game. And yeah, like you can really analyze. I got that the game. first episode when Square Enix gave it away for free. Uh, and I just haven't got around to playing it yet. But I might, I might try I've to knock that out soon. People call it like a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People, people love it. Love I just haven't game. got around to it. Again, yeah. I'm like, I need. this is what I need to do. I decided this. I need to make a list of everything that's in my backlog yeah, so I don't job. forget. Yes, quit my <laughs> job. job. I'll just game all day. Go to a cabin. And Sounds great. I love PS4. this life plan that I've decided for myself right now. And I'll get through it. I'll come back in a few yeah. months and, you know, long beard, <laughs> looking. I played Life is Strange. Having subsisted plus. purely off of Mountain Dew game fuel. And then I'll come down from the mountaintops and share my wisdom. Yeah, onto a podcast. Yeah. That sounds great. That does sound great. I feel like that's what that's Living a life a goal. So we are decided. We are of one mind. Role models do exist. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which honestly, I think is, like, is a very, you know. Not debatable. Is not like, debatable. <laughs> Close that's for done. debate. Close the book on that one. I think that's not like, I, I, don't, I don't feel like that's a very like grandiose statement. Like no, we have, you know, no, like no. we have we made, we have no, forged we new territory into, into the art of video games. But still, it was still, fun to take a dive into was. what we thought like created, uh, creates a good role model. Yeah. What influences of the game you know, affect how we feel about this person as, you know, does the fact that they wind up killing a whole lot of people in a game so matter? So many people. So many. <laughs> so does many. that really matter? But when, you know, when you take into account their, their, their motive motives and, and, and all yeah, this other stuff, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's not black and white. The United States law would disagree <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> Court of the yeah. United States. There's a, you know, there's a lot of gray in this <laughs> conversation, yeah. but it was a still, it was a, it was a fun one to take. Now, do we have a moment with Moby. We actually do. Woo! Woo! If it's new game debuts or news you can use or new tunes and titles that are adding number twos, it's rumors and gossip and industry info. They make it a new Zelda game. I don't really think so. One more thing before the last word is spoken. Listen up. Ears open. It's your moment with Moby. So um, I'm just going to jump right in with the stuff that actually matters. Um, there's going to be some new updates for Pokemon Go. I know that neither of you care anymore, but I'm still, still I'm still on it. So really the new features are just going to include that. You know how you can get medals in the game for collecting yes. certain amounts of Pokemon? Those will now actually have an effect. So the more medals you have, those will affect your capture rate and the types of Pokemon you can catch. So you'll be able to catch rarer types. And for example, if you get the uh, medal for catching fire types then you'll be able to catch more fire oh, types along those kinds cool. of lines. In addition, they're actually going to bring the ability to bring six Pokemon into friendly gyms now so that you can train them up. I'm not sure how often you're going to gyms, but that's something that people will be able to do now. Not yet, because I go walk by one and I'm like, oh, maybe I can take this one. Oh, nope. Nope. My Pokemon are really weak. And then, of course, so uh, they. I just was watching a video the other day about the... So Rise of the Tomb Raider is finally coming to PS4. At this time, it'll be um, Tuesday of next week, October 11th. I believe it does officially come out, as far as I know, on October 11th, right? I'm not actually sure. I think it does. I'm I thought it was coming October around December. Nope. Is, that a, is that a Tuesday? No, they bumped it way up. It's next Tuesday. That's probably so this true. should be this coming Tuesday, October you 11th. Get it? Yes. Oh my God. I cannot wait. You're not going to see me on Overwatch for a long time. Finally. I need <laughs> <And> something else. <laughs> my yeah, my mom is freaking too. out. So it's like, Tomb Raider, we're freaking out. But they were showing that, of course, along the same line, uh, right around the same time, PlayStation VR is, of course, coming out on October 13th. And one of the things that they're doing as part of that launch is there's going to be a VR level in Rise of the Tomb Raider. So they've oh, yeah, actually I saw, done I heard about this. The, part of the manor, you know, Lorecroft's giant mansion, is going to be explorable through VR. That's pretty so tight. I'm interested to see how it how it'll actually turn out. I was watching some of the gameplay and it looked pretty interesting. I'm not sure how well it would translate into a faster paced environment. Like some of the battles I know you get into in those games are really fast paced. Yeah. I don't know how that would work with the VR, and this is just one level that they I as far as I know that they've done so far for the VR. 
So at the same time that the PSVR is coming out, they're releasing a whole bunch of other games to help debut its potential and stuff. So Batman Arkham VR, I'm interested to see how I've that I've seen turns a lot of that in, in, uh, on, online. Until Dawn, Rush of Blood is also being made on VR. Thumper, which looks like a pretty cool, kind of like, um, you know Dance Dance Revolution? Yeah. yeah. Like that same type of musical genre game where it's like all about the beats and rhythm and stuff. So nice. that one I think has actually gotten some pretty positive feedback so far. So Thumper might be a really fun one. And Super Hypercube. Which appears to just duh. Who doesn't know about that one? <laughs> and then, of course, out now. So, assuming it's October 11th now, Gears of War Four oh, has oh, just come yeah. out. Right? That's big. Oh, that's a biggie. Shit. So, Gears of War Four. You gonna play it? I, I feel obligated to. You have get to. It. You're, it you're, I played three though. You're our only Xbox guy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. Point for Xbox. Oh wait, you're for... not our only guy. You. I have, you have an Xbox. Xbox. Well. Point for Xbox. Point for Xbox. Releasing a game. Xbox exclusive. Ha. So Gears of War 4 coming out October 11th. And then coming soon, of course, we have Battlefield 1 yep. on October 21st. I'm actually excited for that. And October is a big month. Like I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm like, Battlefield 1 looks cool. <laughs> Battlefield 1 does look really good. I loved playing the game. It, looks it cool, was so dude. fun. And another one for Jarrett, Civilization 6, October 21st. <laughs> dude, with, It's going to be a good month Chris for Tin? Jared. Just announced, I Chris believe... Tin. Chris, Tin. Just a couple, day, a couple days ago, it w- they will... I mean, uh, everyone always assumes it, but it's always still nice to hear the official... Like, yes, it is happening. Yeah. That it is going to have a Mac version. So, yes. Hey, oh, nice, nice. Is Chris Tin doing the music? Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. You know what's funny? Grammy I played some. I played someone that Tin. I know, Baba Yetu, and they were like, not impressed. What? what? I was like, what? We, we can't be friends. Dude, I don't think you, sh- you like, show it to like a non What? It was like they weren't getting it. Uh, and I was like, what's not to get How do you, you moron? Not get that song? Yeah, like, it's beautiful. Just, like, just totally passive. And uh, I was like, how are you not in tears? Did you slap them? I was, I was thinking about it, but we were at work, and I was like, what? With you. That shouldn't affect anything. I know. I was like, oh, slap across worth, the face. It's worth then getting backhand, fired, right? right back. <laughs> backhand That's right what they did. Physical pain. I, would, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, come on. Did you show them the music video with it? No, no. I didn't show. Did them you the show? Video. You got to show them the live performance, like oh, what that video yeah. games live does. Ugh. That's some good stuff right there. Man. But like they just weren't. I was like, you know what? Uh, Stop listening. Your ears uh, don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Not for your ears. <sighs> oh, that's not, that's not for you. That's buddy. some terrible stuff. Also, next Tuesday. No, the 14th, not next Tuesday, but October 14th, the beta for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare Ooh, kicks fun. off. Ooh, Ooh and then I, I'm sure, how long is the Outlast 2 beta going to be available? I I believe through November 1st. Yes, so Outlast 2, if you're looking for something to play on Halloween, the Outlast 2 demo. I got, I got it downloaded. I have it Are downloaded. Gonna it? I'm going to play it, but Please it's going to scare it. the bejesus stream out of me. Stream it. The first <laughs> Outlast, I re-downloaded the last Outlast 2. I'm trying to get like some good like Halloween scary games going, yeah. so I can you know get into the the spirit of the season yeah. kind of stuff. But it's but uh, oh, the first outlet scared the Zach, crap you out play of it? me. I'll, I'll watch you play it. It's for PlayStation Four. I think it does <laughs> Xbox too. We always have this. I think Xbox. I know we should just Wait have. For Xbox. We need just have a list. <laughs> but no, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give Outlast two a try. Nice. It's only a demo. I can make it through That's a demo. Right. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, buddy. It's like, surprise, it's the full game, and now you're stuck in it, and you can't quit. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> lose are, all your progress. Yeah. <laughs> surprise. Surprise. Isn't that, isn't that scary? <laughs> it's called it's Outlast for a reason, dummy. <laughs> yep. It looks, it, looks, uh, it looks pretty, pretty terrifying. Pretty, pretty scary. <laughs> so, I don't like scary things. Pass. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, man. <laughs> all right. Well, before we close out this episode, we do have to read... The hint, Brandon's right. hint for oh, the wait, new don't song. Let, don't yeah, Mogan's gonna guess. I'm gonna. Do you want to guess? Too. You want me to read it? You know. Oh, yeah, I guess you already read it. I've, yeah, I've already read it. Sorry, I know. It's it's fine. If you ever I, ex- that, I sacrifice. I sacrifice that privilege. Okay. Well, okay, we're ready. Burden. Here we go. <laughs> so Brandon says, "Here's his hint." Ooh, I almost read it. Ooh, that was bad. <laughs> I'm off on the song thing. Sorry, today. Brandon. <laughs> Just right out the gate, and it is. His clue is, before you face giants. You must take a stranger by the hand. Again. God damn it. That clue is, before you face giants, you must take a stranger by the hand. I think I know what it is. But I want to hear the track. I want to hear the track. But that's a good hint. I think I might be right. 
That's that's pretty interesting. That's well, a good hint. Give us your uh, give us your guess. Oh, really? I have to submit it on you social have to media. Submit it. You can't yeah. just tell us now. No, I have to submit it on social right, right. media. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's so part I'm, of the so rules. I'm holding it. I thought you were asking. Yeah, I thought you were no, asking. No, 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 no. no. It sounded like, like you were us. asking. I was saying, <laughs> tell us. I was gonna no, say, no, no. tell us legal on social media. I'll post it on the uh, Facebook and the Twitter on Wednesday, nine a.m. First person to correctly guess. Oh man, I have to wait. Yeah, you do. First person to guess. You got to stay by the rules. If you guys are gonna play this and not know, you got to keep the rules. Confusing enough as it is. <laughs> Today has been a rough day in the song contest land. But, so, send us your guess. 9 a.m. on Wednesday morning, the Wednesday after this episode airs, so October 12th. First person to guess it correctly, the, guess the game correctly, will be able to then pick the song for the future episode. So you'll get to send us a clue and an actual song for us to use in a future episode. And for so, again, Michael Sandoval correctly guessed the song for last week's episode. So he will be uh, so he will giving us a be, hint next episode. Yes, he right? will be giving okay. us a hint next episode. <laughs> All right. Hoping he, hopefully he listens to this episode so then he yeah. knows mm-hmm. that he won. But anyway. Listen up, Mike. So yeah, one more time before we sign off, give you that hint one more time. Before you face giants, you must take a stranger by the hand. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been Fuck. another episode of Team Chat Podcast. <laughs> Until next time, I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson. Join to my right. Bye, Rachel Mogan. Peace out. To my left, Zachary Parks. <laughs> this will never not be funny for some reason. <laughs> Dude, deuces. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Oh, you guys still play the song right now. <laughs> <laughs>